Alright guys, how's it going today? It's Matt. I'm Jimmy. And we are two average guys coming at you. Uh, talk a little bit about Husker recruitment today along with a few other things to kind of get you ready for, um, I guess, postseason college yeah. football. Um, so Jimmy, if you want to kick it away, let's talk about um, our, our playoff uh, contenders who we got going. Alright, so the early game uh, was it December 29th. Mm-hmm. 3 o'clock central, I believe it is. Uh, Clemson, Notre Dame. Uh, not a surprise. Two undefeated teams. Think it should be a pretty good game. Um, excited to see, you know, Clemson's been one of the top dogs for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, you know, Notre Dame went to the championship a few years ago. Um, didn't have the showing that they probably would have wanted. I think they're a better team than they were then. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. So I think that that will be a pretty pretty good game you know you got a freshman quarterback and uh going against uh you know a quarterback that came in mid-season yeah and both are looking good well and i think even with ian book i think you got a backup in winbush who can come in and play exactly. too exactly um, but at clemson too uh i'm not sure who their backup was but uh trevor lawrence went down yeah in the syracuse game and the other kid came in and won the game now i will say he wasn't really he wasn't anything spectacular, yeah. Um, but he did enough to, to help him win that game, and that's, I mean, ultimately that's what's important. You come into right. a game like that, you're a freshman, you never played a game, um, and you come in and you play well, and he played well enough. He had a couple long rounds for Clemson. Um, so you got two teams that have some depth. Um, I haven't lost this year. Yep, and both of them have pretty stout defenses. Both of them have pretty good offenses. So I yeah. think that's a lot of – I think they they were start off at, what, like 11.5-point favorite, I think, Clemson yeah. did. I haven't seen since, um, I guess. I would be shocked if that didn't go down to more like a six, six and a half. Um, I don't, I just don't know if it's going to be a double digit game. That's not really, if, if like Notre Dame's going to lose, I don't think it's going to be by double digits. It feels like a, a single, yeah, you know, a one score game one way or the other. Absolutely. Um, down to the wire. I, I definitely could see that. Um, so yeah, that, that one definitely looking forward to. Uh, the other one we got the later game that night is uh, Alabama Oklahoma, mm-hmm. which I am very excited about. Uh, Kyler Murray is very good, obviously. Congratulations, won the Heisman last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you got two on the other side who's a little dinged up. Uh, maybe you see both him and Hertz in that game. He, Would not be surprised. He might be a little more than just a little dinged up too. Well, I mean, and he didn't look that good in the conference championship. He game. struggled big time against Georgia, and I think Hertz played well. I mean, he came in, and oh, yeah. as someone who's not an Alabama fan, I was excited to see Hertz come in the game. And I think I even I even texted you and I said, you know, at what point did they put Hertz in? And that was towards the end of the first half. It, yeah, Tua was because Tua was struggling, hadn't, hadn't gotten hurt yet. He came out and started the third quarter, and I was like, man, like how are you not bringing in Jalen Hurts? That's what they I just, did last year. I thought he, I thought he had to be the answer in that type of game, and and they finally brought him in, twenty one point down, twenty one points, and he didn't come in at that point. But uh, they were down fourteen when he came in, and he comes in and gets the job done. At that point, it's like it was pretty cool, you know, to see. It was it was awesome. I loved it. A kid. You know, unfortunately, it was Alabama. But, you know, a kid that, you know, he lost his job. And he didn't just leave and try to go somewhere else. Which I know, if you want to try to play, I get it. But he stuck it out yeah. and made him better. And he came in and looked better than he has. And he and he not only lost his job, but it didn't happen the best in the best way either. It happened in the championship game. Um, right. After that game, everyone's like, two for Heisman. Two is going to start year. next year. Yeah. Even the coach is he, he was pretty darn close. Yeah, to well, and Jalen Hurts was not quiet about 
um, off season and kind of like, hey, you know, the decision seems like it's already made, but I, no one ever talked to me. No one ever even said anything to me about it. Right. Um, and so he was pretty ticked off in the beginning too, well, which you can't blame him. But to come in in that game and, and really steal the show, he scored the game-winning touchdown. I mean, that was, to me, I thought it was awesome to see him come in well, and eliminate Georgia. And I did hear that um, somebody came up to him after the championship game mm-hmm. and said, you know, after they won – Right after they won. Yeah. And said, you know, like, was it disappointing to get taken out? You know, like, what was going through your mind? And he was just like, uh, we just won a championship. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. He's, uh... And they, they, whoever this reporter or whatever thought that he was, he, he wasn't serious. He was just, like, brushing the question off. Yeah. But he's like, then I heard him answering questions in the locker room after with multiple reporters. And he was the same thing. He's just, you know... Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and and so I, I think he is one of those guys that um, whether he ends up being successful at the next level or not is he's one of those guys that I think is a leader on this on the team, um, and I think that's another reason why he stuck around is because he's not the, he didn't want to transfer. Um, he likes where he's at as far as school. He likes his teammates, and not to say anybody that leaves doesn't like their teammates, but I just right. I have a lot of respect for him and to come in the game in that moment. And to shine like he did, I thought was pretty awesome. That being all that being said, go OU. <laughs> go OU. I, I couldn't agree. I think that game is going to be. A lot of people don't think it's going to be a good matchup. I think they started off as a 14. fourteen something, fourteen and a half point favorite. I once again, I think OU. Sure, their defense may not be that great, um, but their offense they outscore people, and that's yeah. one thing. Uh, some of the analysts were talking about it, and they say, you know, the thing about OU is maybe you don't have the best defense. But your offense is going to outscore everybody you play. Yeah. And except for the one team, the one game they lost, they did. They outscored everybody they played, and that's well, a win. Wins a win in most college uh, sports and, right now. That's know, all that matters. That it's kind of the style that we kind of are trying to run. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly how they were when they were at UCF. These coaching staff. Yeah, and I hope score more points than you. We're going to get points up, but we're going to get some takeaways, that type of stuff. Yeah, and I hope that's not. Uh, I hope our, our defense is going to be better a little better than that. Yeah, I mean, really, if you look at the Big Ten, Big Ten does have a lot of good defenses. And I think, uh, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, is our, our recruitments, uh, our recruits and our commits and who we have coming in um, that I think are going to make a big difference on the defensive side of the ball. We had talent last year, but I think the scheme was a little bit different. Plus, you had guys that were on their third coach um, or their third, uh, third defensive coach at least. Um, so I think that was a big deal. Um, and I think that kind of sure. changes things a little bit in how you play. But I really think the guys we have coming in are going to make a big impact. Yeah, I think so too. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, we got our four, guys, four teams in the playoffs. Um, what else do we have? Um, you know, real quick, one last thing about the playoffs. Um, is that working, by yeah. the way? Oh, yeah, okay. we're good. Um, you know, I did hear somebody say something, you know, it seems like every year there's been a team that has made it in that you didn't really think had a chance. You know, the year that uh, Nebraska beat Michigan State, and Michigan State still ended up going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made it because they won the Big Ten, but it didn't really seem like, you know, and then they got shut out. Yeah. Um, even one year Ohio State went and they got shut out. Yep. Um, you know, the, Washington played Alabama tough one year, but, you know, it didn't really seem – I would say this is, if not the first time, one of the first mm-hmm. times that 
all four teams, I believe, have a legitimate shot to win the whole thing. Well, I think they're all going to be competitive, too. I don't think there's yeah. going to be a blowout. Um, yes, Bama is good, but, I mean, let's be real, people. Bama has holes, too. Their rush defense isn't that great. Watch the Georgia game. Yeah, they have a pretty good defensive line, but if you get if you get to the next level or you get outside on them, you got guys that can run. I mean, Citadel. Shit, the Citadel ran on them. On that option? Yeah, yeah they ran on them quite a bit. And I think it's, you can have success running the ball, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the run game uh, for someone like OU with Kyler Murray. And I made this argument more than once with, with a lot of people, is you have Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray. If OU got in, OU would have a better chance because Kyler Murray can get outside the pocket. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins cannot. He is not a runner. Yes, he's taller. Yes, he can throw the ball pretty well. But Kyle Murray can throw the ball well, and he can run. And he's I think really that fast. dual threat quarterback, you don't see a lot of that in the SEC. So I think that's going to be something the Bama defense has not seen this year, and it's going to cause some problems because they have a good running back as well. Okay. Anyway, um, moving but, on from the playoffs. And real quick, McKenna said she can't trust Clemson's uh, first-year QB, Lawrence, to, to win the title. I honestly don't think he's going to either. I think Clemson is going to have one of the harder roads to, to get to the, the championship and actually win it um, just because they're playing a good Notre Dame defense. Um, Trevor Lawrence is good, but he's also he's, it's his first year. Yeah. I mean, he's a freshman. He's going to make some mistakes, I think, in that game uh, against Notre Dame. But I, I think it's going to be fun. I, I'm really looking. I'm actually looking forward to the playoff this year. And I think even if Bama is in the championship game, I didn't watch a second last year, but I think I'll watch this year because I think any of these teams have a shot. I'll be shot really annoyed if it's Alabama and Clemson. <laughs> I think a lot of people will. I'll still watch it, but I'll I'll be annoyed. Yeah, and that's okay. Um, so. What else we got? So we, we heard uh, Will Greer uh, for West Virginia. He's not going to be playing in the bowl game. Um, yesterday. And I, I kind of have a problem with that because, especially for West Virginia, who's their backup quarterback? So, I mean, are you, like, guaranteed to lose this game? I, I honestly don't remember who they're playing, but... They're playing Syracuse. Yeah. So, but, and honestly, there was a thing on ESPN this week that said, like, ranking the, play, uh, the bowl games... Mm-hmm. From one to forty or thirty-nine, yeah, thirty-nine, forty, based off of entertainment value, Mm -hmm. and that was game was in the top ten. It was like number nine, probably not anymore. Not anymore. Now it's like bottom five. Yeah, and I I understand guys wanting to get ready for the next level. I I fully understand that. Get an early start on your on your prep for the pro level for the combine. This and that. Combine ain't for a while though. You got a long time to go. Guys don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get injured. Um, That's it. Guys don't want to get hurt. And I think that's the biggest reason. They don't want to get hurt. And Will Greer is going to be probably a top-five quarterback going uh, in the draft. Uh, He may not go first round, but he's going to be a top-five quarterback. Right. Um, Maybe the Bucs will pick him up. No. Yeah. You thought give him over Winston. I can take him over Winston. But I just feel like – at that point in your career, you have one game left to just play and enjoy yourself, have fun with your teammates. You're going to be leaving. Everyone knows that. And you're the quarterback on the team. You're a leader. And you just say, peace out. I mean, you played the entire season, and now you're going to peace out. I, like tough. I said, I, I get it. I get both sides of it. But I think as the quarterback of the team, you're just saying, hey, good luck on your loss. It is interesting because it's the first time a quarterback has done that. Mm-hmm. And that just means that it's going to progress to even more and more down the road. Yeah, and I think I think that's exactly what's going to happen is we're going to get more and more players, not just quarterbacks. I think it's going to happen more with quarterbacks. But you're going to get more and more players that, hey, I'm going to the draft. I'm going to skip my bowl. The problem is, are you going to see like a, a star D-end or linebacker sit out a playoff game because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a top five pick. I mean, we've talked about it. 
I said to you that your boy Jalen Smith mm-hmm. from yep. from the Cowboys, he dropped to the second round. And even then, they took him pretty high. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. played in the Fiesta Bowl or whatever it was against Notre, yeah. uh, Notre Dame against Ohio State. Torres ACL, MCL. Yep. Well, and McKenna just mentioned kind of a good point is Will Greer doesn't really have any ties to West Virginia other than this year because he transferred after tested positive uh, for PEDs down in Florida. So good point. But yeah. I mean, still, he's he's been the he's the reason why they're at where they're at this year and why he was a Heisman contender at the beginning of the year. Um, and shoot, of, they they were like uh, undefeated and had never trailed the entire season until yep. they lost to Iowa State that one week. Yep. So I I understand that part of it too, but I just I'm bothered by you know you signed to commit at a school and play football and I understand the NCAA has a lot of control over things I understand the players don't get paid I understand all of that but man I think I just think as a young man you sign the dotted line it's at my job I well, sign I sign and say hey I'm going to do this job I'm, I'm and we've talked about I'm it I'm going to do past. it it's my job both of us playing sports like I can't just imagine like your last game just being like bye I'm not going to play. Well, so my, my question is... I, I also never played for money, so that's a different story. <laughs> my, my question, Dwayne Haskins. Well... Is he going to play? Is he going to play? I guess I didn't think about that. They got Tate, Mart- my- they got Tate Martell, who's supposed to be pretty damn good. Uh, and, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of game experience, but I don't think he has a snap this year, to be honest. I don't but, think so. But... Is he going to play? Because, yeah, I mean, that's that's a good question. Why, why would uh, he? Because he's, he's, one question is... With well, something that we'll get to here in a second with Urban Meyer leaving, does Haskins leave and go to the NFL? Oh, I think he. I think he will. He has. He, he has the build of a of a pro style quarterback. He could be a pick by the Giants or Jacksonville in the first round. Yeah, one of those top seven picks, or even the Bucks, <laughs> or even the Bucks. Throw it out there again. They're not going to have Winston next year. If they do, he's not going to start. I think they're going to bring someone in to replace him uh, at some point. Okay. But okay. but I do think Haskins is one of those guys. That has the build. He's, I think, he's a redshirt sophomore. Yes. So he's already in his third year of college. Um, I, I think you could see him go because especially big, you won a Big Ten championship. You went to the Heisman. You were a Heisman finalist. Especially with all the talk about Tate Martell next year, I think there's a big chance he goes because he's already a top ten quarterback too. I mean, he's he could be he could be top ten in the draft to be honest. Whether you think he's that good or not, he's a pro style yep. quarterback. It's, Someone's gonna look at it, but either way, oh, Urban Meyer announces retirement, and this we talked about it weeks and weeks ago, and I said he's done. And your response was, "You think?" Well, yeah, I do. And the only reason why I said that is because there's a lot of, re- of reports, which you got to believe what you want, but of that tension between him, the president, and, and Gene Smith, and and you could just see it. Everything that happened preseason with the the whole Zach Smith thing, you could see the tension in that room. Yeah, and the president wanted to do more. Urban Meyer's basically like, no, you're not suspending me longer. You're not going to fire me. He had control in that room on what was going to happen to him. And some people put out there, was this uh, either you're going to retire or we're going to fire you one way or another. Um, now, if he would have been fired, they would have owed him like almost $40 million. But since he retired, they don't owe him anything. But if it was a forced retirement because of what happened and all the lies and health issues, I do think there's some sort of payment coming out. Probably. There. It's probably just it, off the books. You know, it could have been something back at the beginning when they gave him that three-game suspension. It could have been, you know, instead of suspending me for six games the whole season yeah. or firing me, yeah. 
let me take a three-game suspension and then I'll step down at the end of the year. Yep. Yeah, yeah and and uh, some people are like, is it really health issues? I I don't know if his sister is bad. But he also said, but I saw this funny thing. They're like, uh, at Florida, um, said something like, get hired, um, do this, and then retire for health reasons. Uh, take 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 some time off. Get hired, do this, retire for health reasons. Like it's a trend. It's like right. the same thing they did at Florida. Well, so is it health reasons? I don't know. And you know when they at their press conference or whatever he was you know asked a pretty easy yes or no question are you going to coach again is this it and he said this that's is a complicated, complicated question <laughs> it's not a complicated not, question. not really no the fact you say that makes me think that you're gonna probably try to coach again now there was um there was someone that said what did they say they were saying that um potentially saints organization Couple other people were saying a lot of people think he's perfect for the Packers head coaching job. I don't see him as a pro coach. I've heard Lincoln Riley for the Packers job. I've also heard him for the Cowboys job. Heard him for the Cowboys job. <laughs> Even though Gary still has a job, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, I, I just don't think he's done. I really don't. He's young yeah. still. Um, he wants to coach. I think this year was extremely stressful. I think that probably had a lot to do with his health issues, but. I see, see. He's gonna be coaching again. Could you see like Lincoln Riley heading to the NFL and Urban Meyer taking over at OU? I don't think Lincoln Riley is leaving yet. I don't think he is either. Three, what? Two years? Second year head two coach? Um, two Heisman's. Two Heisman's and and two, <laughs> and two uh, playoff playoffs. appearances. So yeah. you, you can't deny what he's doing at uh, OU either. Yeah. But um, all right, enough of that. Um, let's talk about Husker recruiting. So as you can see, we have this beautiful helmet here signed by. Ziggy, I got I got Ziggy, I got Stanley Morgan, and Antonio Reed got their uh, the Herbie Hancock. So pretty excited about that. Two big studs right here. Um, Love it. Pretty excited. I'll I'll add to this. Don't worry. Uh, Coach Frost is my next target. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Frost? I hope you're listening. Um, I am, and I know you are too. Super excited about this year, about not, the recruiting, the current recruiting process, and then what's going to happen next year. So I know we still have. Eight or nine months we got to wait for next year, mm-hmm. for next season to start. There's never too much um, excitement to build. I know it was a lot of excitement going into this year, and it wasn't quite what we had expected. But we also knew that it wasn't going to be fixed overnight. Yeah. Now we've had some time. Mm-hmm. You know, a year's gone by. We've fixed some things. Uh, we're getting the culture back on track, building that foundation, building depth, as mm-hmm. you can see right here. Um, so, yes. Very excited. Yeah, and I think depth is huge. I mean, obviously the offensive depth, we've built that really, really in the offseason here, or offseason, I, I should say, throughout the year, trying to get some of these commits um, dur- during the year. And really one of the biggest things that I think we've seen this year more than we've ever seen in the past is just the, the current commits are talking to recruits, like, hey, come play for us. For, we're building something big here. You Come join the excitement. Come join this new offense, this this team that's going to be powerful, and we are doing something really awesome here. And we haven't seen that in the past. Social media, obviously, big influence, but I've seen it a lot this year. You know, one thing that's pretty sweet is the biggest thing I think that happened when Frost and staff took over was going out and getting Adrian Martinez. Yep. If they would not have gotten Adrian Martinez, I mean, we would have had um, Jebbia as a starting quarterback, more than likely. But just the flash Adrian Martinez has, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it makes 
players want to come here. And, and he talks about it too. He said, you know, we're doing something special here and anyone would be crazy not to come and play for exactly. us. Um, and to have a quarterback just be that confident about his coaches and, and what's to come in the next few years, uh, being a freshman, you know, and saying those kind of things, you know, for him being on campus for a year, flip from Tennessee, those kind of things are huge. Yeah. Um, but you look at the depth that we have, um, some of the guys that we got, some of the big guys that we got, we have like eight four-stars right now. Uh, one of the biggest recent guys that we have coming on in Nebraska is Darian Daniels. So Darian Daniels, Oklahoma State defensive lineman, is coming over from grad transfer, uh, grad transfer from Oklahoma State. And if you watched Okie State at all this year, you watch him. If you haven't, go watch him play. I mean, the kid's got heart. He plays hard, gets into the backfield, gets to the quarterback. He puts a lot of pressure. It's gonna be a big upgrade from what we've what we had this last year. I yeah. think we're gonna see that pressure coming to the quarterback from him. And if you don't know, he's Damon Daniels' older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have two two Daniels brothers and two Davis brothers. Yeah, and you're gonna have the Davis brothers on the end. You have the Davis or the uh, Daniels brothers in the middle. Um, and then I think that's huge. I think that's gonna be a big upgrade uh, from what we had. Not that our guys were bad, but I think we're going to see more pressure. We need more um, pressure. We sure. need more pressure, and I think we're going to get that. Um, on the defensive end side, you got guys like Garrett Nelson, Masai Newsom, um, uh, Jamon Graham. Uh, those guys are going to be huge. Uh, plus our current guys that we already have um, on the team and our linebackers. I just I feel like we're uh, Tyron Ferguson, Mo Berry. Um, you have JoJo Doman. Yeah. Uh, we, we, Will Honus Will is Honus was hurt. Um, Which, like I said, when it happened, it sucked that it happened when it did. Yeah. But now he gets to play for two years. But it was also good that it happened when it did because it was, that was, four er- it was early in the season. And it was, yeah, and it was within the four-game range, so he's able to play for two more years. Yeah, so I just, I think, I think we got good depth there. Um, we're going to see guys like... Um, uh, sorry, uh, Quayshon uh, Alexander, I think we're going to see him. Uh, I think we're going to see Alston. And then, of course, we talked about it, and we're really excited about Caleb Tanner. Uh, I think Caleb Tanner is going to be a big boost to that linebacker core. Uh, we saw glimpses of his uh, play this last year, and I think we're going to continue to see that uh, coming this next year uh, once the season starts. I- I'm super excited about him. Um, I- him and Cam Taylor, I- they just have this thing, this – I don't know, a mojo about themselves yeah. when they're out there on the field. They got a lot of energy. They got a lot of steam. They're excited to play every time. And they're you saw them on special teams. Imagine right. when they get out there in the field at defensive back Once and they, linebacker. You know, have learned a little bit more of playbook or whatever you want to say, schemes. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they get a little bit more of that knowledge and awareness. I mean, like, what I like is they're bringing in these guys that – it might take a minute for them to figure out what they're doing, yep. but they just fly. Mm-hmm. So they're always at the ball. They're, they're ball going to the ball. everywhere. Yep. It's like Barry. Yes, I agree. And I think uh, we still have guys like Drew Mathis, who's on the board. Um, he's been to Baylor. He's been to TCU. He's, he got an offer from UCLA. He got an offer oh, from Oregon. Um, he is being noticed big time, and Nebraska was really one of those first teams to offer him, and nice. now he's really getting noticed. But he's a California kid. Um, the the West Coast probably speaks to him a little bit harder, especially getting something from UCLA is pretty big for him. Um, yeah. So um, And you look at playing time, be, yeah, you look at Yeah, that could be a thing. I mean, like I said, I thought that it looked like you it was maybe in favor to go to Baylor at this point. But like you said, that could be because he might be able to play right away. <laughs> could be. Um, yeah, we'll see where he ends up. You know, we talked to him. He was a cool guy. I really hope he ends up here. Yeah, and I think he's going to be successful wherever he goes. Yeah. We would love to have him as a, as a Husker. Um, 
But one of the biggest flips this week was Wondell Robinson. Um, and it was, it was pretty incredible. Like, I don't know, like social media has a lot of influence on people and the way they act, the way they talk. And I was pretty disgusted by the way the Husker fans fans talked about Wondell when he committed to Kentucky. Um, yeah. They were really just bashing him I, and I saying you I was upset, but I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. He's, he's a kid making a decision on his future, and who are we to say? Well... And he's in, sta- in state. That, that was what I was going to say. He chose originally to stay in Kentucky. It's like yep. 20 minutes away from his high school. Yep. His girlfriend's on the staff, on the um, training staff or yep. something on the football team. Uh, what doesn't necessarily make a difference, but uh, it <laughs> yeah. does when you're 17, 18 years but, old. But she did say um, on his Twitter, like, hey, I'm, I'm with you wherever you go, like yeah. after he committed to Nebraska. Yeah. So well, she's coming to Nebraska. Cool. But, uh, you know. Everyone here is quick to say if somebody gets pulled from Nebraska to Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, defensive lineman from Lincoln, best player in the state, gets pulled up to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we not get him? Yeah. Why, how, do, how does he not stay here? Yeah. So, you know, when he picks Kentucky, it, it, it was frustrating because it was kind of like a last minute. It seemed kind of shady. I, like I said, yeah. I, I talk, or heard a recruiting expert say, it could have been something where a handler called Scott Frost and said, mm-hmm. "Here's the deal." Not necessarily money wise, but there's, some, hey, there's you've got, something. You've got JD Spielman playing in this position. That's where Robinson wants yeah. to play. Are you going to move him? Yep. Which I think we probably could if we have to. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I, I think that could have been a big part of it. But even Wandell said, you know, there was a lot of pressure. A lot um, of, to, yeah. to understand the amount of pressure these kids go through from their family, their friends, their school, um, the colleges. I mean, they are getting hounded left and right, and people are trying to influence yeah. their decision left and right. All fans, your friends at school, everybody at school, fans on social media are trying to influence your decision too. And um, I think it's it's poor play by fans but it, it happens and, and it's nothing we're going to ever be able to stop but he said his heart and his decision was always nebraska but i think that peer pressure really made him say yeah. i'm going to kentucky and, and whether it was the right or wrong thing to do for him doesn't matter he's flipped to nebraska now uh we'll sign him in a couple weeks yeah. pretty exciting i think he's going to be a, a playmaker um i think he's going to be one of those guys that can play running back he can play a slot receiver he can play um a duck receiver he's going to be a, one of those multifaceted that's why he's an athlete we're going to be able to play him in multiple spots and he i think he's going to impact right away he's going to play he's going to be like uh what's his name from purdue that came yeah um rondale rondale moore rondale moore yeah um, Wanda, Wanda, and Rondo, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think he's going to be a big impact. Um, so we're excited to have him. Welcome aboard. Next guy, Darian Chase, I think is a huge, oh, huge yeah. guy, huge athlete for us. Um, not only as a wide receiver, but you're going to see him be able to do multiple things. You talk about the end around with J.D. Spielman. We're going to see that with both these guys as well on the end around plays. When we do that, you're going to see those swing passes come swing to passes, him. Screen passes. I really hope we implement a um, a quick slant into our offense because these guys with their speed with Darian Wandell and J.D. Spielman we implement that uh, that slot guy going to the middle of the field on a slant I think you're going to see a lot of long touchdown plays with that type of yeah, uh, and, that type of pass uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to have as many of these guys on the field at one time as we can you got Washington out there you got Martinez who can keep it you know you yep. got Spielman out there you got 
Yeah, Chase. I mean, you got to figure out a way to get all these guys yep. on the field at once because they're all threats. Yeah, and, and Darren McKenna just reminded me that uh, Darren Chase got, just got upgraded to a four-star. Jamie Nance also got upgraded to a four-star as well. So, I mean, we are our, our recruiting class is number 16 in the nation right now, fourth in the Big Ten. We're just behind Ohio State, but uh, and that's according to Rivals, uh, where I and found it's, that it's at. It's been bouncing back and forth because Ohio State's had some guys. Some they guys had a decommit. couple drop. A couple of the decommits were for 2020. Yes. But... Um, this was as of uh, December 5th, but um, Darren Chase, Wanda Robinson, very excited to have them as athletes. Garrett Snodgrass, local kid, um, I think he's going to make a big difference Pro- as well. You know, if he can come in and play right away, that'd be great. I, I don't know. That I see him will. being one of those retro guys. I could see him being like a Luke Gifford. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? I, I could see him having a uh, – Gifford was good, but I he I see Garrett being in position more often. Yeah, that could be true. Um, Gifford was uh, – he gets sucked in a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I do see him making good, a difference. Yeah. I mean, I, t- I said to you, you know, we have nine walk Well, those guys are scholarship guys. But we have nine. There's nine walk-ons, too, which I know was a different from what we got going on here. But, yes. Um, I I said I could see, you know, a few of those for sure contributing. What I meant by that was, like, seriously contributing. Yes. Not just you know, playing on special teams or, or oh, yeah. whatever. I mean, making a starting job. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. absolutely. Our other athletes, Miles Farmer, uh, big commit as well, getting Miles Farmer on the team. So, I mean, just those four guys, I think they're going to play right away. Then you look at our running backs. You got Ronald Tompkins coming in. Uh, you got uh, Ramir Johnson. And then you got Dedrick Mills. Dedrick Mills, I think, is going to be number two. Plus. And I think Tompkins is um, going to be right behind him with Robinson. What uh, – we might have had it on a different page. What um, – we couldn't remember his name a couple weeks ago. Um, who is, or is it Mills? No, Mills is coming in. Who's uh, who's a uh, that we read? Running back. That was a running back. Uh, you talking about um, Jones? Miles yeah, Jones? Miles Jones. Yeah, Miles Jones. I, I just we have so much depth at the running back position, which I don't think is gonna be a bad thing, especially if we want to run a high tempo. I think we're gonna see a lot of substitutions. I think we're gonna get a lot of guys playing, and I think a lot of these guys can play more than one position. Yeah. I think they are going to be able to play you wide receiver. Um, two, you can have two running backs, you know, offset, one to the right, one to the left of yes. Martinez, and have another one split out. You can have three of them on the field at once. <laughs> yeah, I, especially I think... especially if some of these wide receivers don't step up. Yes. Well, and, and think about think about what we've done a few times, and we we saw it once or twice this last year where we had Spielman and a running back in the backfield. Yeah. Forget putting him back there. Like, I, yes, I understand why he's back there, but look yeah. at if you look at our core, now. look at our core now in the backfield of what we could have back there. Even around the diamond formation, which is one of my favorite formations, and the best thing about the diamond formation is you put a bigger running back in there, or you have a fullback. Dedrick Mills. Fits that profile. Dedrick Mills is going to be the guy that's going to pound through the tackles. He's a Zigbo like, except I think he's going to be able to pound through guys a little bit more than a Zigbo as well. If Zigbo could get around him and he could stiff arm, he could bust through a tackle. I think Mills is going to be plowing people over, and I'm excited about him. Uh, once again, another guy. If you haven't watched film on him, definitely get out and see what he can do. The guy, the the guy is going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, I but think with Mo Washington's speed, probably a lot more depth than there was. You know, mm-hmm. with. Um, What's his name leaving halfway through the year? Yep, Trey Bryant got Trey, hurt. Trey mm. Bryant was out, retired from football. Well, and so. Jalen Bradley, we still have no idea what what's going on with him. He's still on the death chart, maybe. but I, I don't even know. I don't know what happened with him. So um, maybe, maybe he 
you're probably not going to see the field. Maybe switch positions if you can. Yeah, if you I want to play. I don't know. He, I don't. I never even saw him on the sideline. I just I have no idea. They have never updated on us because he was decent the year before yeah. when he came in. But. Yeah, so who knows? Uh, but then you have uh, tight end. You got Hickman from Burke coming in. Um, I think he can make an immediate impact uh, for sure. Especially uh, if we're going to use more tight ends. Absolutely. Which we've discussed. I think a lot of times we had to keep tight ends in the block. Yep. Yeah. But you got Jack Stoll. You got uh, Katarin Legron. I think it's going to be a huge, uh, huge impact this next year. And then Austin Allen. Yep. I mean, we got guys in that tight end formation. Once again, you can fill in and you get some guys blocking. I see Hickman is more of a, a pass catcher than a blocker. Right. Um, but Jack Stoll, huge block guy, but he's also going to be able to block and bust out for a pass. Um, tight end depth is huge, and I think we, we have good tight ends. I think we're going to be able to utilize them this next year too. Luke McCaffrey. Interesting right. fact about Luke McCaffrey. So – the kid is obviously a good quarterback. He's a dual-threat quarterback as well, which we know uh, is going to be a good thing. So you think about a uh, another quarterback who can come in and back up Adrian Martinez. Uh, you might see McCaffrey come in before Bunch and Bedrill just because of his dual-threat ability to run the ball and his ability to throw the ball. Um, he's also listed as potentially playing some wide receiver. That'd be fine. And I, I think he – I don't know if he did that in high school much, but he's listed as potentially being a wide receiver um, and playing some QB. So if he wants to play I mean, right away, we might see him in the, as a wideout. His dad, you know was, – was he a wide receiver or a tight end? I think he was a tight end. Okay, I was going to say, I think he was a tight end as well. But. Yep. But, I mean, you got – so, but that adds depth to our QB core. If we need a guy to be a dual threat, we know we can bring him in. If we need a guy to pass the ball, we got Bedrill, we got Bunch who can pass the ball. Even though we, we know they can both run – Bunch a little right. bit better than Bedrill, but I think we have that depth at QB now that's really going to help us out. Yeah, um, definitely redshirt him. Um, <laughs> you know, barring any catastrophes with Martinez uh, injury-wise or or anything else, um, which even then I think we have guys that can come fill in. Yeah, we. Got, um, I, I think that's maybe good. maybe you bring him out for a couple games. You know, you, you can play in four games. Yeah, uh, but with Martinez having the the reins here for the next three, three years, years for yeah. sure yeah um i'd say redshirt him uh let yeah. him learn just <laughs> say hey follow number two around do whatever number <laughs> two does yeah uh absolutely and i think i think he'll be he'll be a student of the game uh his we know his brother was we know his, his dad was good his brothers i should say um and yeah, I don't think he's going to be a quarterback at the next level either. So if you're going to bring him in as a QB, you're going to have to utilize him in other spaces because he's not big enough to be a QB at the pro level. So if oh, he wants yeah. to, if he wants yeah. to go pro, he's going to have to. He could be a good slot type guy. He's got the size for a slot receiver, I think. I guess he, you know, you said maybe maybe try to utilize him as a receiver. Um, maybe this first year you redshirt him. Uh, maybe get him in, like I said, get him in a few games, and then yeah, maybe when Martinez is junior senior, maybe you put him out there. Yeah, you know. Try to get as much talent on the field as you can. Absolutely. So I uh, got a question here from uh, Tara about um, uh, about the impact on uh, Urban Meyer and the recruiting. So we'll, we'll touch on that here in a little bit. We'll run through a few more recruits here, um, and then we'll touch on the Urban Meyer um, impact on recruiting and what's going to happen yeah. there. Because we do need to expand recruiting, like Tara says here, absolutely. And I think we've done a good job of that this year. We're getting in Georgia. We're getting in Florida. We're getting in Arizona. We've got some guys from California. I mean, these guys, our coaches, holy shit, since the last game, 
They've been everywhere across had, the country. They had their bags packed. Oh yeah, in, when they went to Iowa City. Oh yeah, they left from Iowa City. They've been everywhere. Coaches. A lot of in-home they visits left from Iowa City <laughs> to go on visits. And they're they're visiting guys that are already committed to other schools, um, and that's huge. I mean, you you still have to keep up on these guys that you're trying to recruit because they can still flip. You never know what's going to happen. Um, one of the, one of the wide receivers I'm super excited about is Jamie Nance. Um, I mean, this guy, I I follow him on Twitter. If you guys don't, definitely do. Watch his highlight reel. Watch the way he plays. This kid is fast. He's got speed. There was one video I saw him make this catch, and it, he just disappeared. Like, you couldn't find him. It's like, okay, he got tackled. The next thing you know, boom, he's busting out for a touchdown. It's like, how'd that even happen? Like, there were six guys around him, and he just he busts out. So, Jamie Nance is really excited at this next level. He's a confident kid. He talks, he talks as if he's been in the college game before. He's got good. A, a lot of confidence, uh, and he's that good of a player. kind of hope that he is one of those guys, you know. They said, <clears throat> you know, with Stanley leaving, obviously J.D. is now number one. Pretty easy to yeah. spot. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, they gave some guys some chances last year. Now, while some of them might be, you know, Cade Warner came through, uh, had, you know, a, a, a fair amount of catches. Yeah. Uh, had the two-point conversion catch, which was huge, even though we lost the game. Um, but he came in and showed some flashes, which was great. Uh, Mike Williams comes in. He's a good blocker. Mm-hmm. But there's no one that has really elevated to where they want. Yep. They need somebody to step up. And they said, you know, is this guy on the roster yet yep. or not? And Absolutely. I think one of these guys coming in could definitely take over that number two spot. Absolutely. I, I- I think Darren Chase could very well be that, that guy. Too. I do yeah. think Jamie Nance could be that guy. I think some of these guys, uh, definitely Jamie Nance, maybe put on some more size once they get to Lincoln. Um, I think Duvall is going to be a huge impact on a lot of these guys. Um, and so that's going to be exciting to see how these guys really build up. I hope to see Washington a little thicker than he was this year. Yep, I, I think he will. I imagine they're already packing the pounds on him right now. Not too much because, you know, we need his speed, but – he was a tall drink of water, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think Mike Williams, I told you last year, him and Cade Warner, holy crap, on the outside. You, you watch If you watch film on Stanley Morgan, how he blocked receivers or blocked cornerbacks and safeties downfield, linebackers. I mean, the guy, he, he analyzes his block before he actually engages the guy, and he gets underneath the shoulder pads, and he just pushes. He engages when he needs to, not too early, but he engages when he needs to, and he pushes. That, you saw that from Mike Williams. You saw it from Cade Warner. Yeah, and I well, think – Whoever is teaching these guys to block downfield, it's incredible. Yeah. It's fun and, to watch. And uh, yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm, oh, no, I'm no, trying no, to take no, anything away no. from those guys. Um, just as far as uh, maybe getting off, uh, you know, and maybe they haven't quite learned all the play, you know, the whole playbook yeah. or whatever. So uh, they've got to. Uh, simplify it a little bit yeah. more for him. Well, and I think they're a little overshadowed when you had Spielman and Morgan when, when on the field. Spielman and Morgan, yeah, I mean, that's, but like, that's I, one of the best one-two my, They both have good hands. Mike Williams yeah. and Cade Warren both have good hands. Uh, once again, I think you're going to see that impact from Nance. I think you're going to see a lot of um, substituting in and out. You're going to see a lot of guys coming in and out, especially Receiver with the depth and, that we and, have. And running back, for well, sure. We aren't looking for a guy that's going to be a do-it-all guy, you're the number one wide receiver. We know Spielman's got that. We're looking for guys that can catch the ball and make plays. And if we have eight guys that can do that, you're going to see a lot it's, of substitution. It's almost better than having one because if you have, you know, you got a Stanley Morgan and J.D. Spielman, and then J.D. Spielman's hurt in a game, Yep. who are they keying on? Yeah. Obviously they're keying on Stanley Morgan. Yeah, and so you got to have another guy. You know what game. I mean? Yep. And – I know we we did, probably didn't have that much depth between you know we pretty much just played Zigbo or Washington. Yeah. 
But I think we're going to have a lot more guys that can, you know, bring different packages in for yeah. or, or whatever you want to call it, can bring a, a difference to the game. Subbing in and out is going to make yeah. a world of difference. Well, I think we're going to see different formations, too. And, and depending on the formation, is going to depend on who you have in the wide receiver position, too. If we're going to have a run game to the, or a run to the left side, you're going to have an end around, you're, you might see more of the Mike Williams and the Cade Warners in that can block downfield. If it's going to be a pass uh, or a run up the middle, you might not see them in that, in that position or uh, maybe a QB option. You just don't know what's going to happen. But having the depth that we're bringing in on the offensive side – some people might say you got way too many, but that's with redshirt. You can redshirt some guys, and you can bring guys in that can make an immediate impact. And yeah. I think you're going to see both. And we know Dedrick Mills is going to play right away as a JUCO, and, so you know he's yeah. going to play. And you know, with the redshirt rule now, I do like it because you can put these guys out there, and hey, they're they're good to go. We're we're yeah. going to roll with them. Or you know what? They might not be where we want them to be. Or where we think that they can be, yep. so we're just gonna sit them down, redshirt them for this year, and we'll have them for four more years. They'll be ready to go next year. Yep. And I and I think you gotta think about the discussions that go into the recruiting process. And I, I what do, kind of discussions are you having with these kids? Are you saying you're gonna play right away? Are you saying you know what you're gonna come in, you're gonna play in some of the games, but we're we're planning on redshirting you? Some I, kids I are, are gonna have to be okay with I, that. I would imagine they're saying that to a lot of the skill positions on offense. Yes. Um, and like you said, I, I do hope that they are okay with that. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to go somewhere where you can play right away? I understand that. Yep. Or do you want to come to a place where it might take a minute for you to get in there, but when you do, you're going to play for a pretty – We're, we're going to be stout. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be a stout team. Yep. It's going to be pretty incredible, and you're going to have a lot of fun. So, Absolutely. I mean – yeah, it's and, t- and that's what that's why recruiting's tough. I mean, it's a business. Yeah, and, you gotta say and the right things. Every every kid is different. They might want to play right away. Yes, they might want to wait. They might <laughs> want to go pro right away. Yeah, and just get somewhere where they can go to Alabama so that they can go pro or whatever. So yeah, I, I get it. And you got here's another thing you got too. You have. At the linebacker position, Nick Heinrich coming in from Burke, right. and once another guy, you just you watch him play, and. and He's fast. The kid, the kid attacks the ball. He busts through the line on blitzes. He busts right between the tackles. He's not doesn't have a ton of weight on him, but he's got he's got good size and he he splits the tackle and he goes right to the ball and he makes good tackles. And if you're watching that state game, he's one of those guys you're going to be excited about attacking the rush and attacking the quarterback. Um, we had another guy today. Um, let me see. We had another visit from a linebacker, um, Amare Barno. Yeah. Barno. Um, he's a JUCO as well. Um, was there, he came was there a couple other guys this week? This week? We had some official visits this week. Yeah, um, yeah. Some guys that have already committed made official visits, uh, verbally committed made official visits as well. Um, so it, it's guys like him, though, I, I think, and Jackson Hanna, another guy. Uh, Jackson Hanna is a big guy. Um, he also had a visit this week, I believe, yeah. uh, potentially today. We had hosted a lot of guys today. Yeah. I see him making a big uh, – Impact. Uh, Javin Wright, or he goes by Buddha. Uh, Javin Wright on the cornerback position, going to make a big impact. Uh, and we talked about it before the show. Uh, Noah Pill Gates. He, they're showing right now, Cristobal shows him 100% Nebraska. Haven't heard anything about him lately. It's been a while, but he was looked like he was going to go to Florida State. But Florida State picked up a couple commits re- recently. Well, and, you know, I, I have heard. Well, who it was? Uh, did did Drew Mathis when we talked to him? Did he say he was going to commit on or, uh, that he was going to sign on early sign day? It he, sounded it, it, like he was going to. Okay, there was somebody that said, you know, 
they they would like to, but they don't have to. Yes. So, I mean, obviously they don't have to, but he, he basically made it sound like, if I'm not decided, yeah. I'm not going to just sign early just to sign early. Absolutely. I'm going to wait. And, you know, we don't have to sign our entire class on early signing day. Mm-mm. Look at last year. Obviously, that was going to be very hard to do. Yes. they just got here. Yep. They made a pretty big splash when they got here, but they also picked up a couple big-time recruits right at the end of mm-hmm. actual signing day in January or whatever yeah. it is. So, well, and, and you look at a guy, the Juco guys, I think, are going to sign early. I think and, most and of them would. I think a lot of kids probably do want to sign early. Yeah. because Especially they if they want to enroll in classes. And not only <laughs> that, but they also don't want to, you know, hey, we want you to sign with us. And then you say, well, I'm going to wait. Well, then they sign somebody else at your position. Yeah. Then, you know, there might not be room for you come the, you know, signing day in January. Yeah, well, and, yeah, I mean, look at Tony Fair. Um, and yeah, and it's too bad. Kind of a bummer about him. We were excited. He, he's a big kid. Uh, it sounded like he, he wasn't excited. He wasn't very happy about the way things kind of went down recently. But it sounded like early on, Nebraska said, we need to know that you are going to be able to sign um, and transfer before well, before January, it, it is tricky with the ju- with the junior college kids because if they're a very talented kid, mm-hmm. you know that they struggle in the classroom. Yep, understandable. I struggle in the classroom yeah. myself, but um, at the same time, you you don't want to take up a spot in your recruiting class. Yep, and then when it comes down to it, you know we we had a couple guys a, year, a couple years ago that we signed in Riley's classes yep. that were supposed to be really good, and they never even showed up on campus because they didn't make grades. 100%, yeah. And, you know, that's that's a spot that you took up. That's yeah. A, that's a scholarship spot that you took up instead of just saying, hey, sorry about this. We really want you, yep. and we know you really want to come here. Yeah. But it just isn't going to work out. We need to get somebody that can come in. Sorry. Yeah, well, and, and McKenna said, you know, Nebraska let him go due to not knowing about his grades. And Exactly. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's a business. You, you have to understand it. He was very professional about it. He, yeah, mentioned, he, he mentioned he was disappointed because he really wanted to come here, but he also understands it's a business, and he was very um, uh, professional to the coaches, to the fans, because he had a lot of fans reaching out to him as well. Um, and so I, he had character interviewed him. Um, I also think – the grad transfer of Darren Daniels really made a huge impact on his decision on whether or not he was going to come here. Yeah. Whether Nebraska let him go or not, I think that was a big impact because another Juco guy wanting to play right away. He's got two years left to play. Right. If he's going to ha- have to battle for a spot over a grad transfer, he knows he's probably not going to win that spot over well, Darren Daniels. He did say that it's he tough. wants to go somewhere where he can play. Yep. Yeah, I think he might even have three years. Potentially. But I, I think Juco's going to want to play right away, no matter where they go. They're going to want to play right away. And um, I don't blame him. Um, I respect his decision. I think uh, he's going to get an offer. He's going to he's gonna be able to play this next year. And um, Yeah, and there might be somewhere that I, – I don't know how, how easy or hard it is to get into different yep. places, but there might be a school – Probably in the Southeast Conference. I think someone will look at him. I think someone – you could even see a Big Ten defense look at him. I mean – I just know that some of those schools aren't aren't as difficult to get into. Very very true. And that's what (laughs) I can't just mention. You get a .001 GPA and get into Bama. So um, I think their whole state might be .001 GPA. Anyways, uh, (laughs) um, a a couple other guys in the offensive line, you know, we had – 
we don't have a lot of depth there. We didn't last year, but I think we have more coming in this year. Um, Will Farniak is going to be a sophomore. He's Matt Farniak's brother. Haven't seen him play, but he's an offensive lineman. Uh, you got Bryce Benhart. I think he's going to play right away. He should. Cameron Jurgens. He's slated to be the center. Um, and so I don't know if that's still the plan for him. But it probably depends on his recovery for one. It depends on his recovery first and foremost, importantly. Um, but also, you know, is you know, is Benhart going to be able to come in and play right away? Are some of these guys going to make a big jump from during this off season? Yeah. Um, that are current, you know, that were backups or you know, red shirts or whatever. Um, because I kind of would like to see Jurgens like as a tight end or maybe a D end, but you know, if he's if the, if it's going to be best for the team, yes, and best for him to be at that position, then whatever that position is, absolutely. And McKenna just mentioned Desmond Bland. Um, yeah, he yeah. is a guy that a lot of people have been like, "Hey, what's what's going on with Desmond Bland?" Because we haven't heard about him. They didn't make an uh, in-home visit to Desmond Bland, um, but then like two days ago, he posted on fa- on Twitter. He's like. Hey, what's up? Go Big Red. Like, good morning. Go Big Red. And all these Husker fans are like, dude, what's up? Like, what's going on? Like, hope you're coming to Nebraska. Like, trying to see where his where his heart is. We have no idea. But Desmond Bland would be a huge impact on that offensive line, too. And I think we, we want him. And just that tweet alone, just I don't, yeah, know. I don't, know. don't know how to read it. I mean, they Because Florida gotta, State's after him. They've got to have some system to, okay, we've got this many scholarships for this area this minute but offensive line was really big early in the year last yep. year that we showed weaknesses yes and so but we recruited well we got and, michael in you know there there are a lot of people that are like okay great you got another wide receiver you got another running back let's get some big guys yep. get some offensive linemen yeah, some defensive linemen, and so we got the we got Ben Hart, we got potentially Desmond Bland, you got Matthew Anderson coming in. Um, I can see him being more on the outside on the line rather than on the inside. He's he's not he's a tall kid, he's a big kid, but um, and then you got Michael Lynn as well. Um, so we got some guys coming in on the offense that I think can make an impact on that line right away. And with the improvements that we made on the offensive line, with Hymas being in there already, we got Bo Wilson still there. Yeah, I think there's um, a lot of things to look forward to on on the protection for a, for Amart. It was. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of tough because with how things, pro- you know, progressed this year, the offensive line did get better. And but it was the same five guys playing yep. every game for the last half of the season. Yep. Now, while I like that, everybody's on the same page. Whatever you want to call it, you guys are probably a little dinged up. Guys get tired. Yep. Um, and with the style of offense we were on a run, up tempo, quick. You know, I don't know that that was we were able to do everything they wanted to. Yeah. So I'd like to get to where we do shuffle guys in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, that's why I kind of like having Bryce Benhart come in and potentially Desmond Bland and Matthew Anderson, those three guys, um, because it, once again, if you watch any any of their film and what they can do on tape and what they've done in their in their uh, high school careers and at the JUCO level, is they're able to pull out. They're able to get downfield to that next level. And Matthew Anderson, like I said, he's not a big guy as far as weight, but he's a strong kid. And I think he could, I don't know if he's going to have an immediate impact, but he's one of those guys that's going to be able to get the speed to pull around. We need speed on our offensive line. Michael Lynn, same thing. He's a, he's a big kid, but he's also got the speed to help us out on the offensive line in the run game and, and protect in the pass game. Um, so we'll see. Good stuff. Um, some of the, some of the defensive end guys, uh, I wanted to, uh, talk about real quick um that we don't know what's going to happen next lloyd summerall uh and ty robinson so ty robinson 
he seems like he's going to be a Nebraska commit. Yeah, I thought I saw, like, they were pretty sure, like, two weeks ago that he was going to commit pretty quick. Maybe mm-hmm. he's just going to wait till signing day at this point. Yeah. Well, it looks like Lloyd Summerall, I'm guessing he's going to be a, a Southern kid. I think he's going to stay in the South, and he, there's a lot of teams after him right now. Lloyd Summerall seems like the guy that we probably lose. Ty Robinson seems like the guy that we would probably keep. Okay. Another kid is Tavian Mayo. Haven't heard anything. I and I said a long time ago when we got, uh, I think it was Darian Chase, and I said shortly after getting Chase, we might hear about Tavian Mayo, and we never did. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with him. I haven't heard anything. I don't know if they made a visit to him. I didn't see anything on it, but um, potentially getting him. Marquise Bell, we haven't heard a lot about him lately, but he is still not committed, um, I guess that's, according to what I saw last. That's uh, probably the most important thing. As long as they haven't committed anywhere mm-hmm. else, uh, you know, they're still they're still in play. But, but if we get Gates and Robinson, those two guys, I mean, we're, we're going to jump up to probably close to 12th in the nation in recruiting. Those guys are going to be four-star guys. And as much as people think recruiting is boring and they, oh, you know, you got to develop them, for one, yes, you do have to develop them. But take a look at the teams that are making a playoff every year. Take a look at the teams that are up there or undefeated. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Clemson, you know, Notre Dame's always a top 10, top 12, top yep. 15 recruiting. Um, Oklahoma's up there. Michigan's up there. Yep. Uh, Georgia's up there. Penn State's up there. I yeah. mean, they are. They're, Ohio State. Their I mean, freshmen are making impact. Yeah. And that's what we want. And like I said, there's guys on this recruiting class that are going to make an immediate impact. And you look what they've done in their high schools. I mean, you look at the guys that we've recruited, our current commits, and how many of those commits played in their state championship, and how many of them had oh, an yeah. impact. Uh, Darren Chase, holy crap, their team just won uh, their state. Yeah. And he had a hell of a good game. Yeah. Man, he um, played well. Go out and watch that state championship yeah, game. Yeah, there's, there's a couple different ones. Uh, Robinson got uh, Mr. Kentucky. Yeah. Right before, or right before, right after he committed. It was right before, yeah. Um, right before he flipped, yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And he got um, the Paul Hornig uh, Award as well. Yeah, Paul, Paul, yeah, whatever Paul, it's yeah. called. Um, I just I think we have guys that are going to make that immediate impact on offense you, you and know, on defense. Um, not to just talk about him, but no, you're he, fine. He is. He was a big get. Um, there is a coach that is in the Kentucky, and I know you know I I, I personally don't know how great the you know recruiting you know the talent in Kentucky is. Obviously, they have some. Pretty decent talent, and not only that, Kentucky was a top ten team for a while this year. So yeah, I mean, not that they're getting all their players from home, but um, they, you know, are obviously they're pretty decent. There was a coach that's been coaching for like 39, 40 years. Yeah, he said Robinson is the best, has the most athletic talent he has seen in a kid in all the years yeah. he's been coaching. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I think he's going to make – and he's someone who's not afraid to get hit either. He is someone who looks for the hit. He looks to bounce off hits, uh, and he can run around you too. Yeah, he's small, but he can he can wiggle through. Yeah, so, and so safety and cornerback position, we talked a little bit about that earlier, but I, I think um, Marquise Bell would be huge. Noah, Noah Gates would be huge. Um, and, and getting someone like Ty Robinson on defensive ends, that would be huge. Uh, Quentin Newsom, we got him committed coming in. I think Newsom's yep. going to make an impact, maybe not immediately. Um, uh, and then Javin Wright, we talked about a little bit already. But I think those guys, and Tavian Mayo, if he comes in as a corner, I mean, those guys, it's guys like Mayo and Robinson who haven't committed yet, look at our depth. And they should be well, excited to come and, in and Gates come in and be like, hey, I could play and, early. And that's the thing that is a positive, I guess you can take, uh, defensive recruiting-wise. Um, we do have – Solid guys on defensive line mm-hmm. um, and linebackers and even defensive backs. But 
if there's one thing you can point to last year and say, you know, from this past season and say we need some solid, like some big time improvement, or hey, you can play right yep. away. It's definitely on that defensive side of the ball. Pretty yeah. much any, pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think if you watch film on our, on our defense, um, once again, I don't 100 percent believe it was not 100 percent talent. It is, right. it is the filling the gaps and knowing not not squeezing in on a play with the line and staying on your guy and understanding, hey, I have this guy, um, and being able to get off a block. I think those kind of things we can improve on this year. Um, our corners and our safeties uh, playing tighter coverage. Um, those are probably two of the hardest positions to play in football is corner and safety because you're covering a guy and, and their eyes are getting big. Like at what point do you turn around? You don't want them to keep going by you and you turn around and lose speed. It is a tough position to play. And football has progressed to the point where it's an offensive game uh, with, the rule, with rule changes and mm-hmm. you know protecting players and different things like that. It's hard to play defensive back. Very hard. You know, not just getting beat or having somebody catch the ball and you got to tag them, but not get called for penalties or be out of position. There's just a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple of guys you didn't really mention on the uh, commit side. Um, we mentioned Garrett Nelson shortly. I think he's going to have a huge impact. The guy just, he's got energy. He attacks the ball. He hits hard. Another homegrown guy. Yeah. Uh, very uh, excited to get him on board. I don't know if he'll necessarily play right away, but. He yeah. could, and he definitely will. Yeah, I, I think you got uh, you got Mosai Newsom as well, another defensive end, uh, Jermaine Graham coming in, Ethan Piper is defensive tackle, so uh, another local guy. So we have guys coming in that have size that have that can make that impact immediately. Um, and it, we have depth now on our defensive line, uh, linebacker position, corner and safety. Other two questions: if we can get guys like. Uh, um, like Ty Robinson, maybe coming in as defensive end, but potentially playing some corner. I don't know his. I don't know exactly what his size is like, but um, if we get someone like Mayo, we get someone like um, uh, Gates coming in. Those guys can have an immediate impact in the uh, the defensive back position. Yeah, sure. um, so you look at our depth. I mean, really, once again, quarterback. I know we're good at quarterback. We're good at running back. Running back, we're we're definitely good at. Uh, wide receiver, we're good at. We got plenty of guys that can play. We didn't mention Woodyard, but Woodyard's out there. Uh, Woodyard can make a, an impact as well at the at this next level um, in this next year. Um, we mentioned tight ends. I think we're good at tight end uh, offensive yeah, sure. line. Offensive line, we just have some guys that we don't know what's going to happen this next year. We don't know. Jurgens has never played the line. Cameron Jurgens. So. Is he going to be good? Is he going to struggle? We don't know. Is Ben Hart going to play right away? Yeah. Uh, we're going to need to see improvements that's from guys like Wilson and Hymas. I mean, that's definitely the biggest question mark on offense. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then you got guys like uh, Desmond Bland. If he comes, you know he's going to get that chance right away to play, which I, I hope he does commit and come to Nebraska. Then you got Anderson and Michael in. I mean, we have depth on the offensive line now, and I think we're going to be able to sub in and out when we need to so those guys aren't getting burned out um, on the high-tempo offense. Um, defensive line, we mentioned you got Darian and Damian Daniels, uh, and then the Davis brothers on the ends. And I think that with our depth on the defensive end side, uh, we could have some fluctuating between the tackles as well. If we need to sub in and out, we have the yeah. depth to get that done. Um, and we got guys like Tyron Ferguson who can play defensive end. Definitely get more of a pass rush. Absolutely, yep. And so we're, we might see some different defensive guys. And we mentioned earlier in the show, Shenander's going after guys that can come in and play the type of defense he wants them to play. They're not going to recruit guys that aren't going to play that defense. Yeah. Um, 
speedy guys, uh, hard-hitting guys that are going to attack the ball. You look at Antonio Reed and, and, Reed and Boodle. Those guys attack the ball, and they're fun to watch. we got Boodle coming back, which is exciting. Um, we mentioned our linebacking core, just a crap ton of linebackers. But with Boodle and Jackson and Cam Taylor, which we're high on Cam Taylor as well, um, I'm excited about our defensive core. I yeah. just, I really am, and I know we struggled last year, but I think our talent, I think it's only improved from last year. It got better. Yeah, it definitely is. It's definitely moving in a much more positive way than it was yeah. last year. Uh, DeAndre Williams, uh, I think DeAndre Williams is going to be a starter, um, a starting safety for us. Um, you might see Newsom, you might see Dismuke, you might see some of our corners well, so we have Eric switching Lee. to safety. Eric Lee's out there, so he's going to be a senior. Um, so I think our defensive side of the ball, I think we've improved as far as recruiting. And then also the guys that were either a redshirt or were a sophomore, maybe not playing um, because of some of, some of the other guys that we had that were older and with the experience. And, you know, um, aside from all this, I mean, there's I know we talked about uh, Darian Daniels. That's obviously a grad transfer, but... You know, transfers in general. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of transfers going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they sat out. Maybe guys sat out last year. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? There's guys to be picked up out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Sure I, think, I think we still need to hit that Juco trail. I think we've done a good job. Yeah. We have that Juco linebacker that visited today that no one really knew much about until recently when he announced his visit. People started looking into him. Um I think that's huge. The JUCO route, I think it's going to be big. I think he might have been Garden City, if I remember correct, somewhere in Kansas. Um, okay. But anyways, I, I think that's a big uh, a big guy to come in and, and look at. Nebraska, and he's bigger than Scott Frost. So any guys that are bigger than Scott Frost is exciting to <laughs> have him come in. Nice. And um, So, yeah, and, and McKenna mentioned here, well, Frost cut players. Uh, maybe he didn't recruit that. Maybe he won't play. I don't. I don't know, honestly, McKenna. I don't know how that that works in college. I don't know if they cut players. I think I know they probably can. They can probably say, "Hey, you know, we're, you're not going to be on the team this year, or we're not. We don't have a spot for you because um, you you have a roster. You you, have, you don't have certain so many guys on the roster. So, so I'm sure they can do cuts if they're on scholarship. Um, I'm sure you can, but I, I really don't know what happens there. It's probably more of a conversation that happens between player and coach player and head coach and position coach that just says listen um you know if you want i guess if you want to stay here and Mm -hmm. try to work you know work hard and or change positions or whatever the case might be but there's three four five guys ahead of you uh yeah you're not gonna play you might want to See if there's something else out there. Yeah, and you, you I don't know. You would hope that's an honest conversation, especially we have the depth. You're not going to leave a guy on the roster if you can fill it with somebody else who's going to make an impact. Yeah, I mean, and play. There's, there's no reason to have, you know, 150 guys on the roster, which I think is what he wants. He wants mm-hmm. as many guys as we can, but there's no reason to have a guy on there if he. I think they want guys to work for their position. They yeah. want guys to push the guys Compete. ahead of them. Yep. So that's kind of a tricky. Tricky situation there, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure those I'm conversations sure they have aren't conversations easy. Conversations just say, hey, you'd probably be better, you know. Hey, you know, we've talked to South Dakota State, you know, they they've got some interest in you or whatever. Yeah, 
So yeah, and there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of I'm sure uh, coaches who know other coaches who are like, hey, we got this guy, good talent, but we're not going to have a spot you know, for him. We, we got too many guys in front of them. Should <clears throat> yep. really take a look at him. Whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't know specifically if that's how it works, but that would be my guess. Uh, good question. Um, once we get our interview with Scott Frost, we'll ask him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but really, I mean, good. I was just gonna say, did some did somebody have a question earlier about Urban Meyer? Did yeah, yeah, yep. back to yep, that. Yep. So we'll circle back. Anything about? Yeah, I mean, I, unless you guys have questions more on the recruiting side, I think there's still we got a couple weeks left. Yeah. Uh, the 19th is early signing, and then we got about another month until I the other see, signings happen. I could see, you know, one or two unexpected things happening, good or bad. Yep. Um, hopefully, good. I, I think the guys that we have committed now, I've seen a lot of social media um, activity with them and how hyped they are about coming to Nebraska. Uh, to be honest, I, maybe this is just the optimistic side of me, is I see more good than bad happening over the next two weeks. And by good, I think we're going to get Gates. I think we're going to get Ty Robinson. I think those are going to be two big pickups. My question mark is um, is going to be like Marquise Bell, Drew Mathis, Drew Mathis. and, um, and Mathis, Tavian Mayo. On, bro. And t- <laughs> we talked to you. We talked uh, to you. And I maybe like Tavian Mayo. But – uh, but really, if we get guys like Ga- if we get Gates and Robinson to join, that's two other guys on the defense that can make an impact and really make an impact immediately. Um, but I think we have a really stout staff or uh, staff, absolutely. But yeah. recruiting class right now commits yeah. the twenty three guys we have committed. I do see probably twenty two to twenty three of them actually signing early. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. They sign early, get on campus early. Um, yeah. Uh, Wandell posted earlier um, that he's like, I can't believe it's my last week of, of high school. Um, oh, that's pretty crazy. He's excited. So a lot of these guys are excited. They are early enrollees, and they're going to come in and start working with Duvall. And I'm, Duvall's going to kick their butts, and it's going to be fantastic. They're going to get yes, in the weight room. Is. And some of these guys are already jacked. I don't know how more jacked they can get. They can probably get more muscle, but, I mean, I look at them, and I look at my, my fat ass, and I'm like, God damn, like, <laughs> you're 18, and I was never that good. I was an athlete, but I was yeah. never in that good of shape. Um, so I'm excited to watch these kids come in. I'm excited to see the weight room. I'm excited to see all the off-season um, videos. They did a lot last year. They talked about how much weight we put on the weight room, yeah. um, which only means so much. you, you got to develop your position. And I, I'm excited to see what they're doing. Yeah, and I'm excited to not have a rain out for the first game next year so we can actually kick some Hopefully. butter off the bat. Let's knock on some damn wood. <laughs> um, but I also think one thing that I'm excited about with the incoming players is the – the freshmen that we had this year, guys like um, and sophomores, guys like Spielman and Martinez um, and Mo Washington, talking to all the new guys on what they experienced last year. Yeah. Hey, we struggled. We went zero and six to start the season, and Martinez being the QB and saying, "I'm going to get better, and we're going to do better this next year." That type of impact on an incoming class that saw zero and six sold out stadium. I mean. The atmosphere. We talked to a few recruits, and they said the atmosphere was the best I've experienced. Never seen anything like it. I mean, that's, yeah, that's for an 5 own six team when they're visiting, and we win a game nine to six, and they're like the the stands. They were packed, even though it was snowing. It was thirty degrees out. It was freezing, and they they were California kids, Arizona kids. I mean, Florida. They're experiencing snow for the first time. <laughs> like actually snow coming down on yeah. them for the first time. And that's – if we can make an impact as a, an atmosphere and as a fan base on kids that have never been to Nebraska. Um, and then you have the players that are first year – are going into their second year and you got freshmen coming in. They're like, you're going to love it here. They take care of you here. They're going to love you here. And that's what I've seen from current guys on the team is saying, 
this is where you guys want to be if you want to be successful. Come here. Yeah. They're going to take care of you on the academic side. They're going to take care of you on the football field, and they're going to make sure you feel welcome every single day. And that's that kind of message resonates with kids that want to have a bright future, whether it's academically and athletically or both, and then they have a choice what they can do afterwards. Well, and it's like, hey, take a look at some of these guys. Mo Washington, Adrian Martinez, yep. whatever. <clears throat> they can't, you know, we came in and they told us this is what this is what you're going to do. This is what we want you to do. Yep. And you just do it. It might suck, especially <laughs> at first. But if you just keep doing it, yep. then you're going to end up having success and it's going to be pretty pretty quick and pretty fun. Well, I think building on the success from the end of the season last year. Uh, really wish we could have gone 5 5 and 1, but we went 4 and 2. We still had a lot to look forward to and a lot of uh, excuse me, a lot of really good stuff happened at the end of the, excuse me, at the end of the year that we can build on uh, coming into this next season. Yeah, I mean the last three losses we had were overtime that we should have won against Northwestern, five points to Ohio State, and then a few Last second field goal against Iowa. I yeah, mean. it's the, the West is ours to win. Yeah, oh for sure. Now the East. Let's talk a little bit about Ryan Day taking over at Ohio State and the the impact it has on recruiting. Okay, good. As much as I think Urban Meyer is a douchebag, um, I think he's a liar. I think he has been since he was at Florida. I think he covers up a lot for his players, lets them do whatever he wants. He did it at Ohio State. Ezekiel Elliott talked about you know snorting cocaine in the locker room in college. I mean, those kind of things come out, and a lot of stuff got covered up and came out in the preseason when the whole Zach Smith thing happened. A lot of things came out like, yeah, he covered this up, he covered this up. Well, we don't care because guess what? He recruits well. Um, and he wins. And he wins. And, yes, so I think the impact, Ryan Day, I think, is a different guy. Um, He also, I don't know what's going to happen with their staff. Yeah, I think they kept their... Is Shiano still around? That I'm not sure of. But I think they kept their... Their Zach Duvall, I don't know what his name is. The strength and conditioning guy. Yeah, or something. Which was, I guess, a big first get for them, whatever, to keep him. But at the same time, I mean, just like... I said when uh, when Colorado fired their coach, um, you know, let's go get a couple guys that you know were maybe on the fence about yeah. whether they wanted to go to Colorado or not. Um, same with Ohio State. I know that's two completely different <laughs> programs right yeah. there, but I mean, grab a kid that wants to play in the Big Ten. That oh, I'm not really sure now about Ohio State. Yep. Well, we're kind of doing something similar here, mm-hmm. and we're on the up and up. Come so, on. Yeah, I mean, and you're still going to see Ohio State. They're not going to be in trouble as far as their talent. They're still going to have talent. But I think it will hurt their recruiting because Ryan Day, I mean, and Ohio's got football players. they got guys that can play in-state, and Ryan Day is doing a similar thing. And, you know, they probably grew up Ohio State fans. So, yeah. He's doing doing what Scott Frost is trying to do here is build that that program from the inside, start with Ohio and build up. And that's one of the first things he said is we're going to start here in Ohio and see what we can get from our local high schools and – uh, why wouldn't you? I mean, Ohio's got some talent. So he's going to start there. But I think what hurts Ohio State is the national recruiting. Probably. I mean, Urban Meyer went everywhere. And he was able to recruit from 50 states. And he could say, hey, I have three national championships or yep. whatever. Because did not did he win two at Florida? I believe so, yeah. And then, you know, he won one at Ohio State. And not only that, you can say, hey, I've won a couple of national championships. And I've won them at two different places. Yep. You know, so I, yeah. you know, if you, if I'm coming to see you, then it's special, then you, you know, yeah. it, it's not quite the same. I mean, I know it still is, you know, you're getting in, you know, an offer from the Ohio State University, whatever you, yeah. but 
as you can see, when they had Trestle and they lost him, that next year when they had Fickle that came and took over, yep. he was not very good. Yeah, and I think you might see that impact early on at Ohio State. They're still going to have some of that talent. They still have guys on the team that are going to play well. Ryan Day, you know, I think he's still a good coach. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I he, think he'll he do fine. He coached well when, for those three games that Irvin was out. Yeah. The real thing, the real test, what they're saying is, you know, he's going to have three or four games under his belt. But then I think it's like his first real road test yeah. is Lincoln. Yeah. So we'll see. Hell yeah. I, th- I think I think next year is going to be a huge thing for him. Is how does he establish that first year? Um, who does he keep on the staff, uh, offensive, defensive side of the ball? Is he calling the plays? Um, you know, yeah. if you're a head coach sure. and you're not calling the plays, and you have an offense coordinator, changes the way you manage the game too. Um, yeah, if you're and if you're the offensive play caller, you know, changes the way you do as we see a lot in both college and pro football. You know, coordinators don't necessarily offensive and defensive coordinators mm-hmm. don't necessarily resonate into great head coaches no and and some do some do really some well do. kirby smart is one that has turned into a pretty damn good yeah. head coach but you know some of these guys before for state for state's an absolute mess right now yeah um and that's that's what kind of kills me with like a guy like desmond bland like if you have Florida state or nebraska Florida State sucked last year. Sure, Nebraska didn't do great, but at least we improved and showed that, holy crap, we can be really good. And for oh, someone yeah. like and that, I just don't know why you would choose a, a team like Florida looking, State. Everything's moving in a positive direction here, whereas there, I don't think it is. Oh, and you and you just see on the sidelines, I mean, the, the amount of – flustered oh, like yeah. the, the, the f- flustered face of uh what's what's his bucket um yeah I, taggy yeah uh, you just see it's like man, he's just he's in well, la la land and, he what he was and, doing and players that just either you know didn't care by the end or guys that are probably leaving and just saying hey i'm going to the draft <laughs> i mean i might yeah. not get taken that early but i'm just i'm done i'm with done this. yeah and it's so a shot to play in the nfl yeah i see a different attitude at nebraska and i think that's one thing that Hopefully Desmond Bland sees as well, and he's like, hey, you know what? I might sign in January, but I, I want to see a little bit more. I want to talk a little bit more with the coaches and really make sure I'm making the right decision for myself. And I think all kids should do that, but if they're confident in where they're going and in their future and what they want to do, they're going to sign on December 19th. I think we're going to see a lot of that. and uh, I'm excited, but I think Ohio State's impact is going to be big on the Big Ten because you're going to yeah, have you're going to have Harbaugh, you're going to have Franklin, you're going to have Frost, you're going to have all these coaches yeah, from point. the Big 10. You're going to have Michigan State, Michigan, yeah. Ohio State coming at I you. I mean, even Iowa, you know, they're not too far. Um, even Purdue, Indiana. I yep. mean, the guys that are right there. They're they're going to come after the, the recruits for Ohio State and say, "Hey, you know, any change of heart on Ohio State now that Urban Meyer's leaving because a lot of people probably go there for him." Yeah, and so it, it hurt. And some guys within 24 hours after the announcement of him leaving, post 2020 recruits were like, "Hey, I've decided to open up my recruitment." Or I think I saw one 2019 recruit as well. I think it was an offense or defensive line. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. You know, you recruit to or you commit to a coach. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and if that coach isn't there anymore, you feel like, "Hey, I can go somewhere you else." You know, now. maybe yeah. Ryan Day does reach out to them, and you know, maybe they circle back around to whatever. Them, yeah. But you know, Urban Meyer's a pretty household name, and Ryan Day's not. Yeah. So hey, we'll see. I mean, I think not yet. Not yet. I think there's going to be a lot more to happen over the next uh, next couple of weeks. And I, like I said, I see a lot more positive coming from Nebraska than negative. Um, hopefully, we get a couple more big signs and, and jump up in the top, uh, maybe the top twelve for recruiting as well. Which then again, once again, if you don't develop them. Your, right. your top class doesn't mean anything, but we, we know that Frost and, and company are going to develop these guys, yeah. and they want to win. Yeah, Scott yeah. wants a championship. And, you know, 
Go ahead. I was just say the Big Ten West is ours to lose yeah, next year. It's sure. ours to lose. We should have the the best team in the West next year. Yeah. No and, doubt. And what I was going to say was, you know, maybe we do get 15 or 18 or 20, whatever. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. Um, that's progress. Next year, maybe we're, <laughs> you know, next year you, you move up five spots. Yeah. I think we can do that. So. Absolutely. Um, man, I mean, that was fun to talk about recruiting. I really, yeah, I think, sure. I, and this is something we didn't do really, really do last year. So I think we're going to continue to do it. Um, yeah, we've never really done that we, before. We'll have another show um, after after signing period, early signing. Come on, talk about who we d- did have signed. See if we got any more flips, um, or if we got any guys who haven't committed yet that do commit to Nebraska. A couple of those outstanding ones that I think are going to be big guys for us if we get them to commit. So um, we're not going anywhere. We're gonna we're gonna stay around uh, year round. Uh, we might not do shows weekly, but maybe uh, monthly or or twice a month depending on what's going on with uh, with the Huskers but we'll, we'll keep you posted on recruiting um, and try to keep you up to date I know there's a lot out there but hopefully uh, we give you some good content yeah um, my last note of the day would be paint the state red baby paint it red paint it red volleyball, volleyball went to their fourth consecutive is now in their fourth consecutive yep. final four which is incredible by it's the incredible way. yes um, in any sport <laughs> um Hopefully the the ladies can can win and then Tim um, Miles finally beat Tim Miles McDermott. Finally beat McDermott and <laughs> freaking beat down. Yes, and then, beat down. And from, I will pretty say pretty much from start to finish. I'm not a basketball fan. I, yeah. um, I watched the game. Beat down, <laughs> Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, so that was uh, that was fun. I mean, it was a good day for Huskers yesterday, um, and hopefully uh, both teams do well here this year. I think volleyball is going to be exciting to watch. Uh, the Final Four coming up here, so um, stay tuned if you're a Husker fan. Check it out. Um, I can't think of anything else we got today. Nope. We are going to get a um, uh, football uh, a bull pick'em going here, um, so keep an eye out for that. We'll post something on our page so you guys can. Um, uh, you guys interact in that as well, and you can uh, take a chance. We're not going to ask for money. We're not going to do any, like, we may do a prize, but we're not going to ask for money or anything. Um, but hopefully you guys join our poll and enjoy it. Just have fun with it. Um, we'll probably do confidence, uh, a confidence poll here. So we'll get that posted on um, on both Two Average Guys and on Corner Screenation. We'll throw it up on Twitter. Uh, follow the podcast. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Android. Um, let us know what you think. Rate us, if you will. Um, share with your friends and family. We have fun. Hopefully you guys have fun. Um, That's all I got for today. We'll be back in a couple weeks after signing day. We'll see you next time. All right, man. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're Two Average Guys. Thanks for tuning in.